so many of you know Kenton, some of you don't. He's been uh, at CAP for a long time with his wife Shelley, and they have daughter Rachel, who's, oh gosh, 10, 11 now. Um, so, uh, and Kenton, uh, I first met Kenton when I was at a different church and he was working with youth here and he's a big part of the reason Brian Dean came here to work with youth after him and um, so lots of history here, uh, lots of good, good memories and a journey here, um, but we're glad that you can share kind of how you've worked through this psalm over the last uh, number of weeks. Um, do you want to tell us why? I know there's a li- actually a little bit of competition for this Psalm 133 that we're doing today, um, and you beat a couple of people to the punch. So why did you choose a psalm? What was attractive about well, it, it for you? Well, it's a psalm about community or unity, about the body of Christ, and uh, community has always been this, it's just part of who I am. Uh, like even our wedding invitation has the Trinity community in our logo. Uh, I drew this thing for when we were at Regent College for our staff directory, these three three beings dancing together. So community is really valuable to me, but I've experienced God's presence and love in places of community. Um, coming from an unchurched family, the Christian church became my adopted family, and so thus uh, the body of Christ means a lot to me. Awesome. Thank you. So uh, what what kind of, as you uh, read the psalm and meditated on it and prayed through it, what, what kind of stuck out to you? What are some key ideas or, or words maybe that were important. Yeah, well, let's take a look and yeah, let's read, read, it, it. read it, and uh, then we can dissect it a bit more. Uh, NIV says, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, and running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is like the dew of Hermon, where falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. Great. So, great stuff there. Yeah. So what, what particularly grabbed you or what's, what stands out for you? See, I think uh, well, I've heard sermons around this all the time. and It's always this guilt trip around unity and getting along together. And, but as I read it, I'm going, this is actually, it is about unity, but it's about how beautiful people coming together is, and so there's this simile and metaphor that goes on describing how when people live and are together, the first part is uh, this metaphor that's not part of our time period, like Israel, uh, it's been 500 years since the Exodus and everything, and now, you know, the Solomon's Temple has been built, people are, are coming together, and they're singing this song, and the metaphor of when people come together, they're celebrating, it's like oil poured on a head down to a beard and flowing to your collar and going, I don't have a beard. So I don't, like I'm going, this is not in our, but it's, but David writes it as is beautiful. Like, I mean, it's really sl- a slow-mo action of oil coming down. So you can imagine this oozing, oozing down and soaking in. Uh, what's really cool is that, uh, one, it's a, it's a priestly sacrament in, uh, in terms of preparing, but it's also a, a symbol of hospitality. When guests come in that time, uh, oil was a way to, to sort of cool people down. And actually, like, you know, if you have a beard, I'm not sure who has a beard, but uh, there is actually some trends where people are putting oil on a beard to actually uh, keep it from drying out. Right. But it's just, uh, but this oozing flowing. And the second part is just this whole idea of this dew falling on the mountain and flowing from there. So this interesting metaphor of beauty and flowing that describes what 
people coming together, people of God coming together, which I thought was really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I think the do has a sort of refreshment connotation to it as well. And like a moisture in a dry place kind of idea, which is cool. Um, excellent. So why do you think there is this, uh, b- what's common between the two images is this, f- this movement of flow or flowing. What do you think is going on there? What's the significance yeah. of that? So it's very interesting, like, uh, we, I guess, of all the Psalms that we've gone through, uh, the ending of the Psalms is, it's all about God, but this is about, for first, it's about the community of God. And so the flowing part, uh, when I was thinking about flowing, that when we are together in unity, living out shalom, there's this flow. And uh, I know that we've had this discussion, but uh, um, how just things just work and flow. It's sort of like being in the zone. Like like flow theory, being like, in the zone kind of idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's interesting that, you know, that metaphor ties it. I think for us in our context, wow, if we're together and living among each other, there's this place where it all fits yeah, and flows. Yeah, it all clicks, it all works together. Yeah. Neat, okay. Awesome. So um, so it's it's about unity, but it's about the celebration or the beauty of that. So this this idea that unity is a beautiful thing. Um, so uh, I thought it'd be good to share a little bit. Why don't you tell us a story or an example, just a simple example of, of your experience of unity. Yeah, yeah, um, it's, yeah it's really cool. because this, this is awesome. Like, this psalm is sung three times a year when the pilgrimage of people come together and they're singing this, I'm going, when do we get together and sing how great we are together? How do we, we love each other? We don't, there's tons of songs about unity in our repertoire of Christian music, but we don't really sing it. I haven't done it since preschool with the more we get together. Yeah, yeah, or uh, Kumbawa or whatever. Kumbaya, oh yeah, that's oldie but a goodie. But uh, I'm going, there's nothing like that. And there's two incidences where I've experienced it pretty uh, profoundly. One is actually when I was a chaplain in Hawaii with a football team, not not soccer, but I would go and pray for this really terrible football, high school football team, and do this whole David and Goliath story, give them a chant, but pray for them. But also, when the alma mater came on to the start of it, it was actually set to the tune O Canada. So if you Google it, it's Mililani, and it's set to O Canada. Who knew seven years later I'd be coming to Canada? I was like, what's going on here? I can there's something that's drawing me to this country. Uh, but if you ever Google it, Mililani, there's this, uh, it's really odd. Uh, the second time, um, I, you know, I'm always trying to figure out what is our Canadian story, who we are. And it was actually 2010, the Olympics opening ceremony. And I had friends that were competing uh, in, in some of the, the teams. The opening ceremony comes on. It's like, whoa, we're getting it all of a sudden. Then when this lady sings a song, like, I'm feeling it. I was like, this is one of the best things in, in old Canada. And we all kind of identified as a country. Like, wow, this is electrifying, but awesome. It's like, wow, we know who we are, sort of. But we do, yeah. yeah. So that's my experience with some yeah. sense of unity. And How I about know, yourself? I know, well, I know people talk about that when Sidney Crosby scored the gold medal winning goal. And we all felt together. It was this big celebration in the streets. Um, yeah, I think of other sport, sports moments are definitely big ones for me. I think there's other other moments that are maybe um, sad things. I mean, almost in the same vein of where were you when Crosby scored the goal? Where were you on 9/11? Where were you when JFK was shot? There's there's a unity that comes in a shared grief or or shock or um, processing of negative things too. But it's still a beautiful mm-hmm. unity as well. Um, but there's a yeah shared experience, shared story going on there. 
So uh, why don't we, just kind of for fun, just really quickly with the people even right beside you, one person beside you, why don't we take 30 seconds, just share kind of the answer to that question. Like what is, what's an experience that just stands out in your mind of where you experienced kind of a beautiful unity with other people? Could have been just any event that happened, any place that you were, could be when you were a child or as an adult, this week, whatever works for you. So why don't you just turn to your neighbor for 30 seconds and share one, one example of beautiful unity that you've experienced. Anyone want to just call out from where you are, uh, if, if it's a simple thing to share, what's, what's an experience, what's an event, or, or something that brought you uh, this experience of beautiful unity? Anybody? Just put up your hand and... Nice. Men's Retreat at Barnabas, May 4th and 5th this year. Excellent. Great answer. <laughs> when you're nine and you heard wow. Elvis had died. Elvis oh, my wow. goodness. A couple more. Jen. Oh, yeah. Mm. Closing night. Mm-hmm. That's a great story. Yeah, that's a good example. One more, anybody? Erica. Every U2 concert. Oh, yeah. Amen. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 for sure. Totally. <laughs> Andrea. Is that Expo 86 opening? Expo, wow. Or? I wasn't yeah. here yet, but Excellent. that's great. Singing O Canada. Yeah, there's some, music is definitely, uh, can be a common theme in this. So, Kenton, what do, what do you think is at the root of people experiencing this kind of beautiful unity? What's going on, like, in our society or our world? Yeah, it, You've heard some stories here. Very interesting. You know, I, I think it's, in this culture at the time, the people of God spent, obviously, time forming. And then when they got to this place, they actually formed their identity. They could actually sing it. But I think our society is trying to figure out our identity again. I was watching uh, PBS with my family, and the commentator said, the United States is actually... They've lost their narrative, and they don't know who they are. What they thought unified them is no longer there. And I went, huh, oh, interesting. Like, uh, there's this, the shared story has totally, it's not there. Like, what we thought where we were, or in the States, where racism was dead, it's not. And all of a sudden, I start thinking, wow, this is uh, interesting for us as people of God. Um, what really unites us? What really brings us together? Why are we here? You know, that's... Yeah. Yeah. So what, what do you think it is for you, like, personally, you, Kenton? What's, what brings you that experience of unity in a community or even even in your marriage with Shelley or your relationship with a friend? Or what do you think is at, at the heart or, the like, the layer underneath that, that yeah. brings unity for you? Wow. Um couple of things. I think a lot of times I think I project an idea, an idealism of what things are, and that's sort of what we strive for. Hmm. Like we have this motto as a family, all for one, one for all <laughs> kind of thing, because there's three of us. Three, and three musketeers. Yeah. Three musketeers. Uh, and uh, that sort of this little theme that says, you know, we're going to stand for each other regardless of what happens and be there for each other. Uh, for my journey walking with Christ and being part of the church, sometimes it was after cause or mission or or something we were doing, then uh, I think at a younger stage, it was more like, oh, it's because this is my family and we all believe in Jesus. And one really weird story is like, I remember as a teenager on a trip to Disneyland and all of a sudden this lady uh, is supposedly a Christian and uh, we bump into each other. And this is like a totally, uh, it was a band trip talking to Colton earlier on, uh, it was a band trip, and all of a sudden this lady is saying, oh yeah, 
do you believe in Jesus? I says, yes, I do. And all of a sudden, wow, we're in this family of God together. Like, because she knew Jesus, I knew Jesus, like, we belong. And it was just this weird, like, wow, there's somebody else that kind of gets the story. And obviously at that age, it was naive, but also, we, like, I had no idea if she was a Republican or Democrat, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> but the point is that, you know, we were bound around this idea that, you know, we knew God, we were saved by Jesus, and all those things, and that sort of uh, made me think, you know, was that yeah. something that got us together, or was that, yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, for me as a high school, I, I think I was the only Christian that I was aware of in my entire high school until grade 11, and I, there was a grade 12 girl that I found out was a Christian, it was like, you go to church too? Like, it was, yeah, there's this commonality. I don't know really what's at the root of that, but, uh, um, yeah, it's an interesting question just to think about, like, what is it at the heart of what? where you find unity with people in your life or your workplace or your neighbors, um, and then a church. So what do, you th- what do you think unites a community like CAP Church? Uh, yeah. Why do we do this church thing? What, what brings us together? You know, uh, I think we are still, as a community, we're, we're redefining. Uh, we, there's some core things of who we are. Uh, that, but I think a lot of us come from all different reasons. Like, uh, it's a great place to have maybe an hour relief from your child in your face. Uh, or it, it's also a place to, to settle. There, there's a bit of knownness. Those who have been here for a while, we know each other. There's hospitality. Um, we all come for different reasons. We want more. We want to be encouraged. We want, we want to sing. We want to worship. But interesting, my friend's son asked their dad, hey, dad, why, why did we do church? And they kind of threw him for a loop. And Abe said to his son, Miles, uh, there's three things. One, we come together because we worship God and we want to worship. We want to, uh, because of that. The second part is um, we can't do this life alone and we need others and we need God. And the third part is we need uh, reminders and to be reminded, but also remind others, but be, be reminded uh, that who Jesus is and why we're here and coming together is this reminder. I think, wow, that's pretty, pretty awesome. Great answer for, for Abe. And I know Rachel has asked, asked us a few times and I'm not sure what Shelley said, but I've never had the conversation yet with Rachel. So how about yourself? Yeah, I did. I did have sort of that conversation not that long ago with my daughter, Ella, who's nine now. And, uh, I could just kind of dawned on, I was working through some, some things for myself of why, why we gather and what, what we're about. Uh, and so I kind of had a moment of th- saying to Ella, so, "Hey Ella, do you do you have do you know why we do this church thing? Why we come together here? Why we come on Sundays and do this thing?" She's like, "No clue." <laughs> and I, I was like, "Oh, parenting fail." Uh, so yeah, oops. Um, I feel like we've had conversations in the past, but apparently they didn't stick. Uh, so uh, it was good to to be working through it myself and to have something to offer to that a little bit. Um, but it is, I think it's, it is easy to just sort of assume we know and we're the same as the person beside us in the seat or across from us. Uh, and I think, yeah, we're, we're each unique and we have our own journeys and stories. But, I mean, it's, it's an easy answer to what brings us unity in church. It's Jesus. That's the, the Sunday school answer is right here. But uh, I think it would be helpful to unpack what, what do we actually mean when we say that and, um, you know, what's actually going on there. What's, let's give some more detail to that. Let's flesh that out. What does it mean to be united in Jesus? What, what is it that actually brings us together? What's motivating us? So um, 
we thought, uh, as we talked, it would be a good conversation. We've been doing kind of conversations in small groups most Sundays this summer, and so we wanted to give you guys the opportunity to do that again today. So we're going to take about 10 minutes just with the people around you. You can move your chairs even. Um, and just kind of, you can either think about what would you say if a, if a kid said to you, why do we do this church thing? What would your response be? Or, or just think through, um, you know, wh- why do you personally, why do you come to church? Why, what brings you together with people here at church? Um, and what's going on underneath the surface there? Is that okay? Does everybody understand? Great. So uh, why don't we take that 10 minutes now, uh, just turn and... Um, Maybe Dave will put on some background music for us and we can uh, settle into some conversation and we'll call you back after and share a few highlights. Thanks. Great. Uh, So Kenton's going to take the microphone around. Um, We'd love to invite a few of you to share something maybe that was said in your group or that you've reflected on through this time that um, is intriguing to you or profound or just interesting that you thought would be beneficial for the rest of us to hear. Um, So... In answer to one of these questions or some reflection out of your time, does does anyone want to share something with the rest of us? Hi, good morning, everyone. Um, I I have a list of some of the reasons for why we come to church. Uh, We we come to learn something new about God. Uh, We come for the feeling of community and to maintain relationships. Um, And uh, we also come because the Bible says so. That we should we should come to church and make time for God. Um, we we come to church in anticipation of receiving a message from God. Hmm. Uh, we come to support the church financially, uh, and um, we come because it's a way of making time for God within our within our busy lives. Thanks, yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's good. Good cross section. Good range of things. Anybody have something specific they wanted to share from their conversation? Yes, Peter. No, I think that uh, we come together because we are the church. Like church is not the building. Right. It's us as a community, and what does family do? Family comes together, and we talked about this thing that hmm. when the Bible talks about uh, when the apostles they go around and they they preach, it says that. They recognize they've been with Jesus, right? And when you've been with Jesus, when you are family, when you are community, what's a natural thing to do is get together, right? Mm. That's actually the heart of our, uh, the communion meal. That you come together, you share bread, you, you live life together. And when that is not there, you have to wonder whether Christ is there. Mm. And the, the biggest problem we have in the North American is, is a, not a loss of narrative, I think, but it's a new narrative. And then the loss of community. Hmm. So in a natural environment, like when you, as a family, if your kids don't want to hang out with you, there's something wrong, right? If you don't want to meet and you don't want to come together, if you're not anticipating to come to church, or not church, but gather with your family, there is an issue. Okay. Thanks, Peter. So we come together because it's who we are. Uh, and I think you do see that even with people who don't maybe come to a Sunday morning church, that they're still they're still looking for ways to connect and be together with people who share something with them. So, yeah. Um, Just to kind of riff off of what Peter said, um, the difference between coming to church and being church, like Mm -hmm. that, that, um, I'm not going to be able to articulate this very well, but that you come 
for this Sunday, but you never should come for just one Sunday, right? Like you don't come for the 10, 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. And yet when you come from 10 o'clock until 11 o'clock for 25 years, mm-hmm. you receive a gift, right? The community isn't something that you receive instantaneously. Community and the gift of what God has given us in community is experienced over time, mm-hmm. right? It's that long obedience, right? Yeah. We're talking about how the things of meaning take time and effort. Our marriages are not instantaneously mm-hmm. glorious. Our work is not instantaneously meaningful. But if we commit time and effort and love and energy to those things, we experience something over time that we may not experience in the moments right. that, that lead up to that time, right? So like I was saying to these guys, sometimes I really look forward to coming to church and it ends up being a dud Sunday and I leave going, well, that was a waste of time. And then other times I think, I don't feel like going. Yeah. And I come and I receive something. And it's not about either of those moments. It's about all of those moments stringing apart, stringing together over a lifetime of living Christ's community together. Mm-hmm. But if I don't come on Sunday, I will not get the lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well said. It's about what's being, being formed. Yes. Beautiful. Um, thank you. I'm very short, so I have to stand up. <laughs> I'm Emmy. Hello. Hey, Amy. Uh, I would like to share because Barry, I, I shared it with Barry and the group, our small group here, and he, he asked me to share. I'm shy, I'm very embarrassed and shy to share. But anyway, I'll oh. share anyway. We were uh, going to this uh, very nice big church in Bangkok, which is called ECB, uh, mm-hmm. Evangelical Church of Bangkok. And every May of the year, we have this, uh, what we call ministry I don't exactly remember the word, but it's like ministry month in which every four Sundays of May, instead of uh, going to uh, our usual Sunday services, mm-hmm. uh, we go out and um, help people who are like uh, the elderly, a lot of that in Bangkok, orphans, uh, street children. Mm-hmm. And we have this uh, project that... Uh, you know, make them happy and uh, help them for at least uh, four times every year, every Sunday, because uh, we believe that uh, Christians uh, will not be confined in going to church alone on a Sunday, Mm -hmm. the church building per se, but it's also part of our uh, ministry to go out and help people uh, who are in need. And uh, it, it, uh, it feels very very good for, mm-hmm. for everyone who joined. And I was with the, with the group who, whom I didn't really personally know because that church is, consists of like 40 to 45 different nationalities. It's a big wow. church, so I don't know them. My friends were on other groups, so, but mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it very much and I look forward to uh, mm-hmm. doing it again probably next year. Okay, thank you. Wonderful, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, that's Great. I mean, sometimes it can feel like, uh, I think maybe some of us experience, sometimes it can feel like the only thing we find unity in is that we show up to the same building at the same time each week. Uh, and that's just a way that that church is signaling and embodying that, th- that there's a lot more to it. And uh, yeah, I think we, we do that in so many ways here at CAP, but it's, it's 
Um, we've talked in the past a little bit about having something that we can do all together. There's lots of pockets of people or lots of you doing things in your own workplaces or neighborhoods, but um, that desire to come together around something uh, and serve together. Barry, thanks. Yeah, I just thought I'd share just on the on the topic. So you, you met Emmy. Uh, Emmy is uh, Steve Hart's spouse. Mm -hmm. Steve uh, came to Cap Church in 2004 and we were talking about the importance of community. But, uh, how he came here was an invitation from Jay Fraser. Many of you here will know Jay Fraser. But uh, they met at the gym, and, and uh, Jay sensed that maybe Steve was looking for some community. I asked him to speak, but he, he's a shy guy. Uh, but <laughs> so I'm kind of speaking on behalf of him, because one month from now, they, they won't be here. They're actually returning to Thailand. Um, to live in Bangkok where they were living. They came here to, gave it a, to give it a college go kind of thing, but they've been coming to Cap Church for these last couple of months, so they're not going to be around too much longer, so I thought it was important uh, to hear from them. But the value of community, Steve shared that his life was significantly enhanced because somebody cared enough to invite him into this community. And, and Steve ended up coming to the to Alpha in 2004. It was with Doug and Ruth Norton who hosted. And so uh, he, he would, I think, say that his life was uh, significantly enhanced because of Christian community. Thank you. Thanks, Barry. Thanks, Steve. It's been great to have you guys here. Andrea, let's have time for one or two more, I think. Um, I, two, two things that haven't been said. Um, one of the reasons that I come is because of what it says in the Bible about where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So mm -hmm. this is, God is here. And so, uh, and, and uniquely here as we gather, as opposed to in our hearts, in our lives. So I think that's important to say. Um, but on a kind of coming at it from the backwards way, I feel like coming to church in a way builds a wall around my faith and provides me with uh, support and strength in my life. And, and I realize that when I realize that when somebody that I know and love falls away from faith or abandons their faith, it feels very threatening because in a sense, one of the stones in the wall of my faith has been removed mm -hmm. and there's a sense that it's shaken a bit. It's not that it, my wall comes down, but there is something that happens when when those you love uh, turn away, and uh, even when somebody leaves and you know moves away, it feels like when Liz and Trevlin left to move to Nanaimo, it feels like man, some, there's a little piece of that wall that's now not there. So I, I think that um, this gathering of you know motley crew of people that wouldn't normally gather is here because God is here, but we're also here because it shores up our faith and gives us, um, gives us that power, that confidence going out into the world. Mm -hmm. Lovely, thanks. Brian. Um, when I think big picture about um, church and think about scripture, uh, I think often the, the Cole's notes of the faith is, you know, there was creation, there was fall, there was Jesus' birth, death, death resurrection, um, ascension, and then there's the end. Um, but one of my Bible school profs mentioned, when you look at the Bible, the amount of chapters in the Bible that is about that compared to the rest 
of the Bible, like we think of the first few chapters of Genesis, what about the whole rest of the Old Testament? Or there's the Gospels and Acts and Revelation, but what about all of Paul's epistles? Um, and what those are all about is the formation of the people of God. Uh, and that God is revealing himself through his collective people and, and that we see God at work in that. And sometimes the collective people of God are pretty disappointing and sometimes they're faithful, um, but that God could reveal himself in any way he wants. And what is God's word to us? It's, it's God at work through the people of God and forming the people of God. Um, and, and yeah, that that's, yeah, it has its ups and downs, but that is such a big part of what it means to be an individual person of God is to be a part of that church. So the Israelites in the Old Testament and um, the early church in the New Testament, but um, God is forming his people, uh, and that's a huge part of faith. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Brian. That's excellent. Yeah, so I uh, kind of to transition to that, I, I did want to make sure um, to hear, Kenton, as you spent time in the psalm, I, w- I want to specifically flowing of the, from this text, from this psalm, like what, what is it that God might be saying to us as a community about um, where does this unity, this beautiful unity come from? Um, yeah, what does this yeah. psalm have to offer us? I think the psalm talks about beauty, but I think it's a source where, where things flow from. I think that's the mm-hmm. celebration. When we uh, are drawn to the source that sources us, and it flows from us, but also the source that flows, that forms us. Mm. And I think uh, it does come down to Jesus and to God and to, to our need for grace, uh, for our need to, to belong, our need to be known. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when God fills that and continue, continue, continues to fill that, uh, it's uh, the woman at the well longing and realizing there is something that's springing up well, but it, mm-hmm. it flows, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's the, obviously, uh, Yvonne put that up by accident, that wonderful uh, banner yes. there on this side uh, with the river flowing oh. and... Uh, <laughs> happy accident. Uh, happy accident, but um, there's something there where by being together and as we formed uh, God's blessing comes out, but it's also, uh, it's, again, it's back to the source. That's what, I, what I'm sensing God is saying yeah, to us. Yeah, where does the flow come from? Yeah. Um, is there anything you think uh, this psalm tells us about ourselves, either personally or as a community? You know, um, uh, interesting that Brian mentioned it, uh, for better or worse, I don't know if we know how to celebrate well as community and to talk about unity as they did. Obviously, they trekked three times a year and got together and talked about it, but uh, what are ways that we can celebrate well? And I think what we did here in this time and age is I think shared story, hmm. shared commonality, sharing our God stories. Uh, what Andrea said, uh, like I felt it when Trev and Liz lev- left, and mm-hmm. so I identify with that, but it's also like, I need my rocks, my pillars, but by having her share it, it solidifies mm-hmm. that, uh, but also celebrating, you know, God's goodness, and uh, and I don't know what we can do to celebrate or, or uh, be more connected in that way, and I think mm-hmm. there's a question for us to ask, I think as, as community, like, wow, why do I come to church? What's my reasoning? Is it mm-hmm. 
because I want to serve, but there must be something deeper, and uh, but also celebrating. I'm not, and that's one thing I'm not sure. Is there a song we can sing, a shared song that gathers us? And maybe it's not the song, yeah. but maybe it's a person mm-hmm. or Jesus. That's what I think. So like our O Canada equivalent, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. So uh, is there anything else you want to share with us from your time in this psalm? Or Yeah, I think... Uh, Bonhoeffer says, our community with one another consists solely in what Christ has done to each one of us, and and what Christ has done anoints us with his spirit. Like what uh, our friends from Thailand talked about, you, what they came together, regardless of all the different nationalities, mm. but they were surrounded, focused on who Jesus was, and it reminds me of my time at Anvil uh, last year, where uh, the one thing that unified the group together was this idea that, you know, it's it's all about who Jesus was, is, and what Jesus has done for us. And um, long story short, uh, I was able to create something that's sort of um, working with these kids, talking about their need for God, their struggles with Id- identity and labels, and have them fill out little forms or take down words. And uh, then uh, I created this little video at camp, uh, it was very interesting that when uh, after I did this thing, uh, it's a rehashed sketch from many years ago from Keats. The very ending, I had no idea that it would be the circle of people in a circle united around Jesus. And it was just this, un, this really cool picture at the end, but I'm going, wow, that's kind of like what we're talking about today. So I thought it would be appropriate to share that with everybody here to just uh, remember who Jesus is and why we need him and what gathers us and what makes this important. Awesome.